Welcome to Earthly Musings, where I, Monica, your host, will talk about the spiritual, the healing journey, and teaching, and how they are all interconnected. Let's just say I have a lot on my mind, and I can't wait to share with you all. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to another episode of Earthly Musings. Um, Today's episode is going to focus on parents and generational trauma, Um, specifically... I'm going to talk about a post that the holistic psychologist posted last week on Instagram. Um, This post really kind of triggered something within me and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it for the last week. So I wanted to go through the post and kind of talk about my experiences. Um, I do want to preface this episode with the fact that I understand my parents' are humans. I understand that they didn't, they did the best they could with what they knew and what they had. Um, I think it's just me processing the unlearning and the reparenting that I have to do for myself uh, based off of this post's ideas. Um, so I do love my parents, um, but we'll get into a little bit more of why this post triggered me as we go through the different ideas that she had. Um, So the name of the post was um, Signs You Were Raised by Emotionally Immature Parents. Um, I like to think of it as emotionally unavailable as well uh, because I didn't realize this until I started my healing journey. And like I said, this post really triggered something within me. Um, highly recommend following the holistic psychologist, by the way. She has a book called Do the Work, um, which I'm getting through slowly. Uh, it's basically about reparenting and meeting yourself and unlearning things that no longer align with you and essentially creating a new life for yourself, right? Um, okay, so let's get into the post. So the first thing that she has is when things didn't go the way your parent wanted them to, they coped with childlike behavior, lashing out, silent treatment, blaming others. And so she states the um, emotionally, uh, emotionally immature portion, and then she also has the adult impact of the child who experienced that behavior. So the adult impact for this one is you might struggle with or fear conflict. You may not know how to take responsibility for your own behavior or become extremely emotionally activated when things don't go as planned. Um, so I'm not going to lie. I did already uh, record this episode. Um, but one, it was an hour long. And two... I listened back to it and I needed to kind of restructure a little bit. So I'm re-recording this episode. Maybe sometime in the future I'll release it, but I don't think I'm ready necessarily to release it. Um, It just felt a little... It felt like a lot. Um, And I don't know if I'm necessarily ready to expose myself that much. Um, But anyways... So this idea of when things don't go the parent's way, they essentially cope in childlike behavior where they throw temper tantrums or they are stomping and shutting doors. Like I've experienced this with one of my parents um, a lot growing up. Um, Now, 
this episode also isn't really going to focus on how this impacted, well, I guess it does kind of focus on how it impacts my parents, but it's more so my experience with that. Uh, so for instance, like struggle with or fear conflict. I don't like conflict. I, it makes me extremely uncomfortable, especially when I'm the one who has to initiate. I think if someone comes to me with something conflicting, I'm usually pretty good about navigating through the situation. But I think if it's something I need to bring uh, attention to somebody else, it's really, really hard for me to do that because I'm afraid of this person not liking me or afraid of hurting someone's feelings. Um, in the program for Breathe for Change, I'm learning about uh, nonviolent communication. And so there's definitely tools out there to help you work through conflict like this. Uh, but it's, it's, um, it's, you know, it's an unlearning and relearning process. So um, it can be hard and it can be frustrating. Um, the idea of not being able to take responsibility for your uh, own behavior. I think that I have experienced this a lot. Um, I have become more aware of the fact that I did this a lot when I was younger and when I was in high school, but I also have to remember that I didn't know any better because I learned my behaviors from my parents. Um, and so I have to really like kind of take like a third party perspective in these situations and kind of observe and be like, okay, well, is this how I really want to react or is this, a, you know, a learned behavior and how do I navigate through it? Um, so it can be hard. It can be frustrating, but I definitely feel like I have extreme emotional like activation <laughs> Um, I'm definitely more emotional, brain-sided reaction than versus, like, rational. And so, like, me and my therapist have been trying to work through how to, you know, go through a situation that's uncomfortable that, or that is emotionally activated and go through it more logically. Um, and a lot of it has to do with taking a step back. Obviously, like right now, it's very uncomfortable when I have to think about this, but I think in the long run, it'll become easier and easier because I do want to make sure that in my, you know, future relationships, whether it's friendships, partnerships, coworkerships, whatever it is, like that I'm being honest and I'm being truthful and I'm reacting in a logical and respectful way towards the person. Because if I'm emotionally triggered, then that person can be emotionally triggered. And then it's just this trickle effect. And then essentially something that was maybe not that big of a deal becomes even more of a, a, a bigger deal because people are emotionally activated. Um, so I think that this is definitely a behavior I'm working through. And I think that I am a lot more aware of it based on my work, my self-work, my, my healing journey um, has definitely helped me be more aware of this. And I do feel like I have been able to work through this a lot clearer, um, but there's still a lot that I'm learning and I, there's still a lot that I'm going to learn. So this, this adult impact was not as activating or triggering as some of the ones that I'm going to get into. Um, but the second one was, uh, when you experience something hard or stressful, a parent always made the issue about them or how it made them feel or how it affected their own life. And the adult impact was you might struggle with empathy, the ability to put yourself in another person's perspective, 
might center conversations around your experience or chronically give unsolicited advice. This one's a biggie. Um, my name is Monica and the translation for that is advisor. And so I have always been giving advice. And I think one thing I've really learned on this journey is that not everyone wants your advice. Um, not everyone wants your experiences. Uh, and that's kind of hard for me because that's how I relate to others. Um, in the last episode, I talked about this idea of the chameleon syndrome, right? I always adapted to the people I was with so that they would like me. So I would like the same things as them. I would do the same things as them, obsess about the same things as them, but I lost sight of who I was. Um, and so I don't think I struggle with empathy. I feel like that I actually excel in. I do think that there are probably scenarios that I've never experienced, so maybe those empathetic experiences might feel uncomfortable, but I genuinely want to respect other people as much as I can and try to understand that they all come from different places. I feel like that is something I have uh, become a lot more aware of. Um, for instance, I was at a women's circle last year, and this woman was speaking... And I was getting triggered the entire time and I was trying to like calm myself down and be compassionate with myself and just be like, why are you triggered? Oh, because she reminds me of my mom. Okay, well, she's not your mom. So how can you view her differently or how can you take this situation and be compassionate? And so that really helped kind of like taking that step back, like I said before. Um, but I think what's important is this idea of unsolicited advice, right? We are so accustomed to telling people what to do or how to live their life that we don't, we do it subconsciously, I think. Um, for instance, I have a really good example. So last week I was at an event that really triggered me in the sense that like, yeah, I'm not hurt physically, but I'm, it, it triggered me in the sense that it brought up a lot of unresolved emotions and unresolved feelings that I didn't realize were really heavy and lying dormant, essentially. Um, and so I sent my friend a bunch of voice messages and they were very like trauma, like it, I was trauma dumping big time. Um, and then like the next day I listened to all the messages again because I knew she was busy and I knew she wasn't going to respond to me right away. But I listened to the messages again and I was like, holy shit, like I trauma dumped on this person without telling them, without respecting without respecting that they might not have the capability of holding space for me right now. And so I admitted to her that I, you know, I was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry that I trauma dumped on you. I definitely should have asked you if you were in the right headspace to listen to all of that. Um, definitely in the next, you know, next time something like this happens, um, I'm going to ask before doing it. So I think this idea of holding space for another person is that you hold space. That's it. You don't give them advice. You don't talk about your experiences. You just hold space. You can ask them questions on how they feel about the situation, but you don't necessarily, like, this isn't necessarily an invitation for you to give your advice. And I think that that's hard, especially for someone who likes to give advice and who likes to take care of other people. Um, it's hard for me to check myself in those moments, but... Um, I think this experience with a friend really kind of opened my eyes to like, oh, hey, I need to 
be more conscious of this. And I think like, even as a Reiki practitioner, I have experienced giving my advice and my experiences instead of being more inquisitive about what the client um, is experiencing or wanting to get out of a certain situation. And so in the last couple of months with different clients, I have been really trying to take that focus off of me and asking them so that they can eventually get to a conclusion or an idea that's all their own, right? That's not influenced by my experiences or advice. And I think like, again, in like those situations where you are holding space for someone, you could be like, hey, okay, is this, do you, you know, ask them like, do you want me to give you advice or is this just something you just want me to listen to? And if they say they don't know or if they say no, I just want you to listen, great. But then also know that like they can change their mind at the end of their, you know, story or their whatever it is and and they could ask you for advice. So I think it's all about communication, which is <laughs> something we lack for sure. Um but anyways, moving on to the next one. Um, so it says, your parents confided in you about their relationship problems, sex life, or work issues when you were a child because they didn't understand that wasn't appropriate developmentally. The adult impact is you might struggle with boundaries, may overshare information, or take on a caretaker or therapist role in your relationships. This one was a big one for me. Um, I overshare. I mean, like I said before, I probably share a lot more than I should. Um, cause I kind of feel like, I think that there's this fear that if I don't share, people aren't going to believe me. So then I end up oversharing. Um, I think that that might be an ADHD, <laughs> uh, symptom. Um, I don't know. Uh, but it's something I'm thinking a lot more about that this oversharing is like, I don't have to tell everyone everything. I think that this podcast is, um, kind of keeping me in the now and helping me share the things are, that aren't hurtful to others, that are more conscious of the fact that I am human and I will make mistakes. Um, so it's interesting. Uh, this idea of boundaries, I really struggle with boundaries. Um, I do not fill my cup before helping other people. And so that's something I'm definitely trying to focus on more um, as I continue on this journey, because if I can't be my best, I can't give my best. And so it's hard, though. It's, you know, if you've learned and if you've done something your whole life a certain way, it's hard to unlearn. And it takes time and it takes patience. Um, and it takes daily action to change those behaviors, right? Um this idea of being a caretaker, I literally, like, <laughs> I grew up being called Momica, like M-O-M-I-C-A, because I took care of everybody. I always had everything, like, you needed a Band-Aid, I had a Band-Aid. You needed medicine, I had medicine. Um, so it's, you know, I've definitely done that. I've definitely done the therapist role in my relationships as well, um, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I think, you know, there's a fine line of doing that all the time and recognizing when it's appropriate and when it's not appropriate. Um, so I think that, again, it comes into communication being like, okay, hey, do you need something from me or are you good? Or is there anything I can help you with? Um, if just know, like, just know that I'm here for you, right? 
Um, so this one has definitely been triggering in the sense that it's definitely something I still need to actively work on. Um, and I need to work actively work on all of it, but I think this one's going to take time because, you know, boundaries are really hard and setting boundaries and sticking to boundaries, especially with family are really hard. I mean, almost a year ago or so, there was this incident that happened with my parents and I needed to completely cut ties with them. Um, and it was hard because I used to talk to my mom every single day and my dad a couple times a week and I went to like basically no communication, um, because the situation was extremely traumatizing. Um, but it was also very awakening in the sense that like, if I don't do this now, nothing is going to change. And it still really hasn't, um, even though I've opened more communication with my parents, but it's still something I'm working on and actively seeking guidance on because I want to be better and I want to do better for the future. Um, the next one was you feel very frustrated and like things are one-sided when you talk to them. So for example, you share something important to you and they change the subject or talk about themselves. Um, the adult impact is you might find yourself in relationships with people who are emotionally unavailable or dismissive because you're uh, you've never had relationships with people who were able to meet your emotional needs or hold space for your own experiences. Um, I think that this adult impact, uh, every time I read it, I think about it differently. Uh, and now I'm thinking about it in the sense that like this idea that I want to be emotionally available for all my friends but I also have to understand that they're not always going to be that for me. Um, and what I mean by that is like, nobody owes you anything. Your friends don't owe you anything. Your parents don't owe you anything. You don't owe anybody anything. However, there is this idea that sometimes I feel like I give more in a relationship than I'm getting. Um, and so I definitely think that this is a side effect from the emotional, um, the emotional immaturity of my parents. And I'm aware of it and I don't necessarily know how to work through it. So I think it's something that I'm going to, again, actively seek to understand and uh, attempt to unlearn, to relearn a better, more productive, uh, behavior. But I do feel that, Anytime, for instance, like anytime I did something uh, really great, uh, they were always like, okay, what's the next thing? Like they never let me really like sit in the accomplishment. Uh, so I definitely think that I struggle with that too as part of this idea is that I, I'm not always grateful for the things that I have and I'm not always grateful for the things that I've accomplished um, because I always have to be doing the next thing to be even better. Uh, but I think what's important about the healing journey is that you have to reflect. You have to reflect. You have to be able to sit down and be like, wow, like this is me a year ago and this is me now. And look at the growth you've done because you have to. You have to recognize the work that you've put into yourself in being a better and more aware person so that you can continue doing that work, right? Um it's never ending. 
Uh, so this kind of goes into this idea of a parent regularly invalidates your feelings or experiences. Like, for example, while some people are starving, could be worse. That didn't actually happen. Um, the adult impact, uh, because your reality has been consistently invalidated, you might struggle with trusting yourself. This is another idea that I, every time I read it, I have a different idea or a different thought that comes to mind. Um, but this still happens to me regularly. Like, for instance, this happened last week. I called my dad. Um, I was just having a really hard time with, I don't know, last week was just really off for me. There's a lot of things that were, like, school started up again, all these things. Like, I'm doing, I'm taking pottery classes and extremely being uncomfortable in them. And so that's bringing up a lot of, like, uh, emotions of inadequacy. But um, I think I said that right. <laughs> Um, anyways, so yeah, so I called him and I was like, Hey, I, you know, like, have you ever felt off like this? And he was like, I've been feeling off like this for years and like essentially made the whole entire thing about him. And I essentially shut down in that moment and didn't even try to fight the fact that like, he didn't hear me. And you know, I feel like I experience this with my parents all the time is that like they don't necessarily hear me because they have a lot of their own trauma that they aren't working through and I don't know if they ever will. Uh, so a lot of the reason like why I'm doing this episode is also to like understand that I may never have the parents that I need and I need to learn how to be okay with that. So essentially I need to reparent myself and be the parent that I need for myself and take care of my own needs and wants um, and emotions and essentially be my own support system, um, which I have been for a long time. Being an only child, I think you have to learn how to do things on your own. Um, but I also think that there is a lot of lack there and I need to work on fixing that. Um, there's nothing wrong with me. I just have certain behaviors that just no longer align with who I want to be and I want to I want to fix them um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that so keep that in mind as you're on this healing journey um, the next one uh, your parents have told you that you owe them or that you need to do things for them because they sacrificed to raise you they regularly use guilt or shaming. The adult impact is you might become a chronic people pleaser or feel a lot of pressure to meet your parents' needs, something you've done since childhood. Um, yes, this one I have definitely experienced. I mean, I've experienced all of them, but I have definitely experienced this one. Uh, even most recently, like they, you know, my parents have this idea that I'm going to move in with them when they get older and take care of them, like as if I don't have my own life, my own things. And like, I know that sounds kind of uh, shitty, but the reality of the fact is, is that my parents never really respected me as an adult. Um, and I know a lot, you know, if there's parents listening to this, you might argue that, oh, well, you know, our kids are always going to be our kids. Yeah, great. That's fine. Your kids can be your kids. However, what is important is that you recognize that your kids are individual humans first and they deserve respect. They deserve the space to grow and be who they're supposed to be and live their truth 
without being like 100% influenced by you. Like, yes, I understand basic things like being a good human, being decent to other people. Yes, can be taught, but I think imposing your likes and dislikes on your children can, there's a fine line and it can be frustrating. I mean, I want to have a relationship with my parents, but I just don't see that happening. And it sucks. Like, it really hurts. And I, I hope that if you are a parent and you are listening to this, that you, you know, follow the holistic psychologist because she does have another post um, that talks about uh, parent like signs you were raised by emotionally mature parents. And like all of those uh, posts that she talks about in that specific one are exactly what I hope to be someday if I ever have children. Um, so I want to caution you that like, I, I don't hate my parents. I just cannot relate to them and I cannot expect the emotional relationship that I need from them. Um, nor will I ever have my feelings validated by them or, um, you know, my experience from childhood will always be gaslit by their experience. And it's, you know, it's their, it's their experience versus my experience and that's it. And like my experience doesn't necessarily matter um, because they, you know, they did the best they could. And I get that and I hear that and I understand that, but I don't want to be okay with those behaviors anymore. Um, so uh, so that's that one. The final one is, um, your parents expect you to be their full focus and can feel jealous of your partner or friends, similar to a small child. Uh, the adult impact is you might feel overwhelmed or like you are your own parent's parent. You may feel guilty for spending time with other people outside the family or nervous about introducing them to people you care about. This was an interesting concept for me growing up. I don't know if it's because I was my parents' only kid or what, but they were very afraid of me having friends because they believed that my friends were always influencing me to do bad things, um, which, okay, maybe, but isn't that what childhood is all about is is being influenced by things, doing the things, and then deciding whether that's for you or not, or in alignment with you, and, like, if it makes sense to you, but they always thought that I was, you know, that my friends were making me be against them, um, and so a lot of times they didn't like my friends, and I ended up kind of thinking like that, too, and so a lot of my friendships suffered, um, and, in the end, if I think about it, like, I definitely behaved like my parents in those relationships. And of course I did. Like, that's all I knew. Um, obviously now, as I'm reflecting on that, I know differently and I would do things differently. Uh, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? All those relationships taught me something and continue to teach me something and continue to show me that I do want to do better. I do want to be a better communicator. I do want to be more uh, emotionally and, uh, what's the word, and rationally, like, balanced, right? I want my masculine and my femininity to be balanced. Because um, that's really all the emotional and the rational brain is, is your masculine and your feminine energies, right? 
which will be a whole nother episode because I'm not going to get into that right now because this is just about parents and generational trauma. But this post, like I said, really triggered me and really had me thinking about how, you know, my childhood was. Um, and I don't necessarily foresee myself having kids anytime soon just because there's a lot of factors that go into it. And, um, but I do practice being better with my students. So like if there is, if I do react emotionally in front of them and, you know, I see their faces and they're like, oh shit, like she's, you know, having an existential crisis, right? I'm not, but you know, they think it is. Um, I own up to it. I say, hey, listen, I'm sorry I reacted that way. Uh, that was not my intention. It just, you know, it just happened. I wasn't able to like regulate my emotions in that moment. And I'm here apologizing. And I think if we give the apology like that, uh, to our students, they see us more as people, right? And they see us and they and they understand that, like, even adults make mistakes and even adults can apologize for being wrong. Um, because I don't feel like we do that a lot. And we see a lot of pressure, especially teachers have a lot of pressure to know everything. And that's just not possible. And I don't want to know everything. Like, that's a huge burden. Um, so... Keep that in mind, like, as you're raising your kids and as you're thinking about, you know, your students or if you have any interaction with kids, like, it's important to be human in front of them. I think it's also important to understand, like, developmentally what your kids are ready to hear and know about. So one of the posts I think was like talking about personal like relationships and stuff. And I don't think I mentioned it as I was reading it was like my parents talked to me a lot about, about their financial issues. Um, and I internalized that. And I now as an adult have a lot of financial trauma, uh, money trauma. Um, don't know really how to work through it. Still, still figuring that out. Hopefully, you know, this year I think is going to bring a lot of change for me with regard to that and healing the parental trauma. But just, you know, keep in mind, um, keep in mind that your parents and your generational trauma is just that it's trauma and it can be acknowledged and then it can be released. Um, if you want it to. So your healing journey is unique to yourself and your relationship with your parents or your guardians or whomever is unique to you and your situation. But um, I think that I'll definitely have more episodes about this because I'm kind of losing steam uh, with this being the second episode I've recorded today. Um, I did record, I can't remember if I said this before, but I did record this episode already, but I kind of felt like it was a lot. Um, and it was really long, so I didn't want to release it. Uh, maybe in the future I will. Um, but I don't, I'm not ready for it right now. So I'm just gonna end this episode here. Um, and then share the rest someday soon, hopefully. Um, but anyways, speak to you all soon. Bye.